0: the Greyhounds this weekend. What a night it is at the Meadows for the Group 1 Australian Cup meeting and we've got two of the very best in the studio to help us back a couple of winners. I speak of Corey Smith from the Meadows and of course our very own Greyhound expert, the one and the only George Ferruja. Hello gentlemen. G'day, G'day Matty. How are you mate? In sync as well. I love it.
1: <laughs> hopefully, Great.
2: hopefully we're in sync on the punt. That'd be nice. Give a bit of extra confidence for the listeners. But uh, yeah,
1: we, were, we differed on a few of them last mm-hmm. week and um,
2: I reckon we got got a couple each that uh, Neither, like I was keen on a couple that you yeah. were keen on, and I reckon we uh, we broke even on some of those.
1: Now I've found out you've taken Mortify pre posts, mate. <laughs> that was why you were keen last week. So, yeah, can the New South uh, Welshman do it?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a great night of racing, isn't it? The whole card's great. I mean, the final's a ripper. Um, we don't, there's a couple of the bigger names were knocked out in the heats, but that doesn't matter. It just presents an opportunity for someone else to add their name to the honour roll. But across the whole night, do you think it's a good punning program?
2: Yeah, it's a cracking punting program. When when you get this sort of quality, you get uh clean racing, you get greyhounds that are all a hundred percent keen on on doing what mm. their job is is there to do. So no, I'm I'm really excited about it. I, I always say that the Heats night's the greatest night of racing, but mm. uh I may nearly have been trumped by this night, I think. Uh, there's some absolute crackers, obviously. A couple of group ones, a couple of group threes, and then the consolation that uh is probably worthy I know we've had a couple of scratchings, but it's probably worthy of a uh a group one field in itself.
1: Mm. I'm dirty on those scratchings in the consolation because um, I had the reserve scoff floor and he was in a race earlier that I thought he could win. And oh. now <laughs> he's drawn out wide with Amron boy in the red. So uh, <laughs> we're uh, tickets are confetti, but look, just touching on the Australian cup. Um, it's, and it, everyone's sort of, I think, in the same boat here. It's one of the more open races I've seen. And you could easily do a, a pros and cons for each of the eight runners, like Baby JC, for instance. Certainly the con, I think, is the box draw. But I think we touched on it last week. She's almost ready to win a nice race. She's become a race dog. She began so well last week. She gave nothing else a chance. And look, it's going to be really tough for, for her out there. But it, it's just one of those races that I think a lot of um, of the connections will go in with a lot of confidence. Yeah, I know Bobby
0: Douglas was really excited about how well she's going at the moment. But he was concerned about that box draw. And it has made it a little bit interesting for a few of them, hasn't it? The box draw and, and where they're all going to land. Um, Fernando Mix just been flying of recent times as well. Uh, I don't think anyone's looking at his age anymore. They're just looking at his form. He continues to do the job. So we've got Corey Smith and George Farooza in the studio. And they're going to help us back a few winners tomorrow night at the Meadows for the Group 1 Australian Cup program. And let's start with the Cup final. It's uh, an absolute cracker. We're going to go runner by runner here, gents, and uh, get your thoughts on all of these Greyhounds heading into the final. And we'll start with the Greyhound in Box 1, Captain Larry for Brendan Purcell, who is one of the more improved greyhounds probably in this field, Georgie.
1: Yeah, look, his last month has been unbelievable. Um, 29.80 at the Meadows back on New Year's Eve and then Backed it up with a really nice win at Sandown. Um, beat a, a pretty good field that day. And, and what's impressive is his early splits are, are in the mark of where you need to be. He went five oh five when he won at the Meadows there on, on New Year's Eve. And um, last week was very good against Revolution. And, and wow, she's fast when understandably he'd be $10 against the quality of those field. But um, he's done it from awkward draws in the last couple and he goes in this race with a with a huge chance. Corey, does he does he get the
2: lead from box one, do you think, at the first turn? Oh, I can't really see a scenario where he, he leads this one, but he's definitely in the good spot. He, he's probably the best-drawn dog in this race, and as Georgie touched on, he was double figures in a heat, which was just hot, hot heat with well, she's Fast and Revolution. He got the job done there, and he's single figures here, so... It goes to show that the heat, um, maybe not the depth of it, but the the top end talent was was really high, and he got the job done there. He comes up with a good draw, mortified, who we'll speak about. Uses doesn't use a lot of the track, but does take a tiny little step ride right as well out of the boxes, so he should go untouched in that first split and uh, be there uh, when the whips are cracking. But whether he's quite up to this standard or not, oh, it still remains to be seen for me. But uh, he's definitely the best drawn bo- uh, dog of the race.
0: Right, I mortified. For Chris O'Brien, will step out of box two. Uh, do you expect her to actually cross Captain Larry and lead the race, Corey?
2: Uh, I, th- I think she definitely can. Um, my, I'm a bit more concerned in the speed that will come um, from her outside than the inside. So I, I think she'll lead Captain Larry. She definitely has the pace too. She she trialed 504 at her first look at the meadows, and then she went 508. Uh, from the wide draw in box number eight no her heat. So I think there's upside there. Box number two suits. She She enjoys box number one. She's got a good uh, record from there. Hasn't won from box number two, but I don't think she's had a start from box number no, two. Never. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bit of an interesting conveyance to do it at the Meadows, but Chris O'Brien, her trainer, mentioned during the week that uh, he thinks the different boxes at the Meadows suit her. So he he uh, he, he thinks that she'll, she'll come out running. $3.50 favourite at the moment with the
1: tab. Georgie, what do you make of the price for Mortified? Yeah, look, it's... Probably um, right considering the box draw. Um and that that's probably a good point that trainer Chris O'Brien made because her her um splits at Wentworth Park are okay without being outstanding. And that's why I thought last week she might struggle to get across. I know she trolled really well, but uh she can be a little bit hit or miss at box drives uh, at times, or she has shown that at Wentworth Park, but if she can get it right here, um, she's certainly going to be in contention. I think the red will be a bit of a nuisance for her, though. Um, there's going to be a lot of speed in this race, so it's another big challenge for her, but, um, look, she's drawn very well. Indy Fido from box
0: threes, a roughy here. Georgie, what do you make of the box draw?
1: Yeah, look, um, it's okay, but and you know Tom Daly or the Daly are going for seven Australian Cups, so you can probably never discount them. But um, look, it's it's going to be tough to win. It Went five oh seven, but his splits before that um, at the Meadows had been they couldn't break five twenty. So I think last week was more of an exception rather than the rule. Um, and I'd say Indy Fido would be long odds for mine. Corey, can
2: uh, Indy Fido cause an upset? Uh, as George touched on, it's it's hard to go past the dailies when it comes to an Australian Cup. It probably wouldn't be an Australian Cup final without them. They had four runners in it last year. They've just got Indy Fido here this year. Um, probably not up to the class of these, but is drawn nicely. And if, uh, if things go wrong for some of the leading contenders, might run, maybe run a hole, but... Uh, Uh, Yeah, I just can't see class-wise Indy Fido uh, measuring up to some of these. Team uh, Delbridge are
0: always in good form. Landon Bale's been in good form of recent times as well. He's on the second line of betting here. What do you make of his chances, Corey?
2: Uh, Yeah, I I definitely think he's a major, major player. Obviously, we just spoke about Indy Fido inside of him that doesn't have electric early speed, love as Bale on the outside, can jump but uh, shouldn't really bother Landon Bale. He's the sort of greyhound that can really sizzle over those first uh, two splits. He's, he's been in some high-pressure races now. He's, he's starting to learn his craft. He's at his 29th start this weekend, and I think he's a, a greyhound that still has plenty of upside. We mm-hmm. haven't seen the best of him, but uh, hopefully we see it this weekend for uh, Team Dalbridge, because they're uh, going for the Melbourne
1: Cup-Australian Cup double. Yeah, 15 wins from just the 28 starts, Georgie. Oh look he's a star And um, he's probably one of the safer beginners um, Not just in this field But probably across Australia I mean he, he's gone as quick as 4.99 at Sandown From box 6 um, when running 29.30 The question mark has always been That last 50 metres If there is a strong one behind him um, But look the weather's been good it, It's it's the time of year where they can get out and go And be pretty hard to run down And his run last week uh, against Kelsey Bale Was very very good um, He's in this up to his ears Landon Bale He's my second pick in the run. Race and um, yeah, with Indy Fido drawn on his inside, um, as Corey alluded to, Lovaz Bale should clear it early without getting into trouble. Um, huge chance for for Team Delbridge to win uh, the Melbourne Cup Australian Cup double, which, which would be incredible. Yeah, that would be a huge training
0: performance. Uh, you mentioned Lovaz Bale there. From box three, uh, am I right in saying
2: we'd probably need close to a career-best p- performance to win this? Oh, definitely a career-best performance. Went 5.05 early uh, in its heat win, which is obviously going really nicely, but was the slowest heat winner in 30.07. So would have to improve on that dramatically. And, and with the rest of these greyhounds having PBs in kind of around 29.8 or lower, um, would have to probably improve four or five lengths, I think.
0: Can it run into a drum, George? At, at the very best for
1: yeah. mine, yeah. Okay.
0: That's Lovaz Bale, the roughie of the field. Fernando Mick, he's becoming one of my favourites, I must admit. He, he won the Hobart 1000. He was so close to winning a Melbourne Cup. And despite the fact he's had over 100 starts, David Gill's just got him going so well at the moment. And from box six, Georgie, tomorrow night, what do you make of his chances?
1: Yeah, look, he's my on-top selection, for Fernando Mick. It's just incredible the way he's racing. Um, he's turned four this month. Um, he's running that Melbourne cup where he was just going hammer and tongs with them was, was fantastic. Backed it up, um, in Hobart. Oh, look, he's just a star, this stock. There's no doubt about it. His win last week was good. His run home time was okay as well. Um, look, he's not known for, for overall strength, but if it is a bit of a ding dong battle with Landon Bale, he's probably got just probably a length or so on Landon Bale in the run home times, but there's really not much between them. The box draw is okay. Um, not a great deal of speed around him if he can he can land um, and jump good um, and he's my on top tip. What a the last three or four years for David Gill pound for pound has been as good as I've seen in a, for a trainer. I mean it's all started with uphill Gill. Then he had my redeemer winning a Melbourne Cup. He had Cablenz win a Melbourne Cup. Um, he had Ferdinand Boy winning country cups. It's just been an unbelievable um, uh, time of it for for David Gill, and and with greyhounds that haven't just won one hundred, two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've won half a million plus. It's it's just been incredible. He's, he must have a nice holiday house somewhere, <laughs> David Gill, uh, with what the greyhounds have done for him more recently.
0: Yeah, you'd hope so. Five hundred and fifty-one thousand Fernando Mick has pocketed so far. That'll be going up significantly if he
2: gets the job done tomorrow night, Corey. Yeah, I think he's a major chance to make that overall prize, money $851,000. George's on topper, and I've been umming and ahhing between Landon Bale and Fernando Mick all week, but uh, he he does have a few, few little quirks, Fernando Mick. He, he likes to use a little bit of the track, but that just means that box six here suits him down to the ground. Got Lovaz Bale to the inside, Victor Damien to the outside. He shouldn't be bothered too much. My only concern with him is if baby JC carts across and they collide that that's yeah. the only somewhat concern that's that to me is the difference between me being very, very keen on Fernando Mick and me just umming and aring whether he's my top tip. But as Georgie said, David Gill, had an unbelievable few years and he deserves it. He works hard. You see him wake up the next morning after a big group one and go and trial at Shepparton or Geelong or, or whatever it is. But um, yeah, Fernando Mick's probably his forgotten dog in some senses and he's won 550,000. He's a group one winner. He's an absolute star of the track and at his 101st start, I'd just, uh, it'd, it'd be a nice story, I reckon, if we, uh, if he got the job done in the Oz Cup, George.
1: I just, I, I can't get out of my mind how well he began in that Tim Lee as well. And I mean, so... He nearly my, crossed. Yeah, yeah. My point is that he's he's bona fide proven in this type of um, pressure cooker environment, probably more so than some of his rivals here. So he's got to be a huge chance. Um, his record off all boxes are very, very good. He's very consistent out of the traps and... As good as Victor Damien is, and we'll, we'll speak about him obviously next, but um, yeah, I, I can just see a, a, a scenario where Fernando Mick and Landon Bale are, are high-balling out in front.
0: Oh, I can't wait to see what he can do tomorrow night. And as you say, David Gill, what a remarkable few years he has had as a trainer and it might get better, yeah, even better if he was to win the Australian Cup final tomorrow. Uh, The greyhound that steps from Box 7 tomorrow is Victor Damien, the South Australian. He's got to be the X-Factor in this race, doesn't he? Especially with the times that he's running. They're they're really stacking up, Corey.
2: Yeah, he absolutely oozes X-Factor. This bloke's an absolute star. I am concerned about the draw. He could not have drawn worse, Mm. I don't think, being on the outside of Fernando Mick, who, as we mentioned, uses a little bit of the track. Stays out wide. Victor Damien, though, if he does kind of... He he doesn't have that early speed. He went 5.16 in his heat and then showed really, really good track sense from box number one. But it was probably one of the weaker heats. So he would have to show that race sense as well as jump better. Or he's going to have to come out near last and then show his race sense, show his... Uh, show his superior mid-race pace. I definitely think he's, he's on top in that regard, and his run home was awesome too. But just from the draw with the six coming out, the eight coming in... I think if he jumps even reasonably, he's going to be spat out the back and he's going to have to be an absolute superstar to win from the position that I'm mapping him in. Is that the same way that you read this
1: one, George? Yeah, it's almost he's playing with house money, this dog, for this race. I mean, he's had 12 starts, nine wins. I think his future is assured and he's going to be winning a really nice race. I'm not sure it's on Saturday. He got out really awkwardly, didn't he? He, he did. just looked sort of like a baby giraffe out of the boxes <laughs> and took a. And he sort of didn't straighten. And then when he did, he. he he used really good track sense around that first corner, but he just is not afforded um, that luxury from box seven and against these type of greyhounds. But oh look, um, X factor is probably the right way to put it, Matty. I mean, 29.44 at Wentworth Park. Probably not everyone in this field can run 29.44 at Wentworth Park, and for a greyhound, it's only had 12 race starts. It's um, it's massive. Mm.
0: Uh, the final greyhound engaged tomorrow is Baby JC. She'll jump from box eight. Oh, I was at the kennels of Robert Douglas? Earlier in the week there at Heathcote, he's so excited about how well she's going at the moment and he's got every reason to
2: be excited. The only thing that would put a dampener on that is the box draw here, Corey. Yeah, it's, uh, it almost breaks your heart for mm-hmm. him because box eight, obviously, in the Temley where she finished seventh um, in one of the best fields we've seen for, for quite a few years and then comes up with box eight here with Fernando Mick, a couple inside her, Victor Damien, obviously... As well, it, it, it's a really sticky draw. If there's a greyhound in this field that can overcome that, it's definitely Baby JC. She's just in red hot form. We saw her go twenty nine seventy nine beating Kelsey Bale, and then she went to Ballarat and one of the biggest runs you'll see. Dead heated, then obviously the Temley, and then was the fastest heat winner uh, in the heats. So she she's an absolute she's an absolute star. There's no way, other way to cut it. Um, she's placed in a couple of big group races. She's uh, up to the pressure, but just from Box 8, I just can't really see her getting a clear run across. That's that's my real concern. She's in my numbers, but, um, yeah, that's... It's going to be tough from there. Gee, George, she really announced herself if she can win for
1: box eight. Oh, absolutely. There'd be no excuses for any other dog if she was to cross them and lead them and, or even if she sat second and third and, and overpowered them. Yeah, look, she's, she's a star. If, if she drew one, two or three, she would have been my on top tip for sure, baby JC. She, just, she was such a pro last week, but um, yeah, box draw makes it tricky. But she's still in my numbers. It's really hard to leave her out considering the base she had, as we discussed last week.
0: Uh, boys, we need to get your numbers here for the, for the final of the cup. Corey, I'll start with who. Who have you got in your, in your selections?
2: I have been tossing up Landon Bale and Fernando Mick. I've, I've gone with Landon Bale. I just think he gets the room to move in the early stages. Fernando Mick in for second, the old war horse. He just has to be in your numbers for mine. And then Mortified in for third. If she nails the start, she will play a big, big part in this race. And then I've got baby JC in. Maybe just because I respect her so much, because I, I certainly don't love the draw for her. But 4-6-2-8 in the big one. 4-6-2-8 for you in the Australian Cup final. And I must ask, did you get a little
0: bit of a nibble at Mortified at some big odds early on, did
2: you? I've got uh, 34 oh, all in, so it's, oh, it's hard, it. it is hard to do the form and try and put that to the side. So, chuck her in my numbers, but not on top. Yeah, it's a each way if I've so ever if seen you, my if Georgie. If
1: you, you see him pacing up and down tomorrow, um, you know <laughs> yeah, why.
0: Exactly. Um, oh, well done. $34. That is a, a terrific effort.
1: Georgie, who do you like? Uh, yeah, pretty similar, but I, I, I went Fernando Mick on top ahead of Landon Bale. I thought they were the two stars standouts um it'll be amazing to see the old boy win it as as a four-year-old be interesting to go uh, look through the history books to see the oldest winner of the Australian Cup. He'd probably be um, right up there. I thought number one, um, obviously Captain Larry, um, He's just racing so well, and, and because of the box draw, was hard to leave out. Number eight, Baby JC, for the for the similar reasons that that Corey touched on, just a, a touch of class, and she can hop a box. She might be able to get herself into a nice enough position. So six to beat four, one and eight in. A cracking Australian Cup. Six four
0: one and eight Georgie's selections there in the Group One Australian Cup final. There's also a Group One for the Stays. We've got the Fanner Bale Super Stays final. Fanta Bale Super Stays final tomorrow. I'll get that one out. Correctly. Rolls off the tongue nicely. It does, yeah. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow night at the uh, at the Meadows. It's race six on the programme. I tell you what, it is an absolute cracker. I've got no no idea really myself where to look here. You've got Five greyhounds between the prices of $4 and $6.50. Well, actually, there's even another one at $7. It's just incredible the, how open this this staying event is, George. Oh, look,
1: we spoke about how open the Australian Cup is. This is either not far behind or maybe even a touch, touch ahead of it in terms of um, difficulty to try to pick a winner. I think there's a, a, a plethora of chances. I've stuck with number six, Aston Velvet, only because if she can begin... There is a little bit of early speed in the race, which is a worry, but I liked her win last week. I thought she gutsed it out nicely, but, oh, my God, I mean, you know, Corborn Magic is better than his recent form. Interesting to hear your thoughts, Corey. I don't, his last four runs haven't been great. Even when he won at Wentworth Park in the heat of that summer plate, he won in 42.06, and it took him the whole 720 metres to, to win the race. He's just, I don't know. I, he's just got to improve a little bit on, on what he's been showing in the last month.
2: Yeah, this is an interesting one. It's uh, it's a box draw that you can cut into so many different ways. It's just really interesting. The speed in five and six. I think if one of those lead clearly, then they're a massive, massive chance in Golden Quest and Aston Velvet. Mpunga Ruby is obviously an absolute superstar. If she gets a card across, she's a big chance. But I've landed with Staggerout Lee on top. I just think that she's been nailing the start a lot better. Her last two runs at the Meadows, obviously winning the Zoom top. Two weeks ago at a big price was uh, was a really, really nice run. She settled forward and she did the same thing in her heat as well where she got the job done again. And I think Jack Strutt's just uh, got her in just this nice vein of form and I think she can just lob in behind the lead and, and overpower them. We've seen her come from last in her wins. We've seen her uh, lob second and win as well. So she's pretty versatile. The other one that I, I wouldn't mind playing is probably quarter. Uh, he He doesn't have the superstar qualities or the X factor or anything like that. He's just... He just gets out. He uses a bit of the track. He can cause a little bit of mayhem for those behind him. He's just consistent through all the different sectionals throughout the race, and I think he's just the new kid on the block that uh, that might run a big race. I, I'm probably keener to back in the place than the win, um, but stagger out, Lee. I, I, I think I'll be backing the one and the four in this one. My yeah. numbers are four, one, seven, and 6. Um, on Corborn Magic, Georgie, I... I was anointing him the best stayer in Australia before this this Meadows Carnival. I, I was really taken by his run in the heats at Sandown yeah. um, for for the Bold Trace, and he just doesn't seem to be going as well. I don't know whether he's he's. I wouldn't say he's injured or anything. I just don't know if he's he's got it right in between the ears at the moment.
1: No, and even his times at Wentworth Park, Corey, they were okay without being anything outstanding. He couldn't break forty two seconds and. Look, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He's just, you're you're right. I agree with you on quarter. He does use a bit of the track, but predominantly greyhounds in two, three, and four don't have a, a great deal of early speed. Ariane Bale and Staggerout Lee, once they lobbed as close as they did last week in the heats, were incredibly hard to beat. And I don't know if it's the exception or the rule now with Stagger Out Lee because her last two, she's absolutely uh, got out like a bomb instead of, you know, uh, dropping back. So if she does that again, I think she's great value. I think around the $8 mark for Stagger Out Lee. It's just such a tough race on where they all sit. Aston Velvet, again, I've just taken her because she's one of the better beginners in the race and obviously she's a Group 1 winner on the track and if she finds the top, she might be hard to run down because of this, uh, let's be honest, I mean, there's not an absolute bona fide superstar in the state ranks at the moment. So if you run 42, 70 or 60, you probably can win this race. Mm.
0: I tell you what, if Staggerate Lee does win, George, Jack Strutt, he would just be sitting back smoking the pipe thinking, how good's life? He's only 24 years of age and he's just been absolutely
1: dominating. It's a great story. Well, he's paid for his law degree. Yeah. there to be no, be no <laughs> doubt about it. And look, when you speak about the best dayer in the country, if she wins, she probably yeah. is already. She's a take-time group one winner. But yeah. to go three group ones over this distance would be incredible. But... Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a tricky race. It really is. Yeah, you'll have a few mates at the bar, I think, on Saturday night if
0: Staggart Lee <laughs> really gets the job done. What about in the consolation race? We spoke about this earlier in the week, George, that in terms of, you know, the, the names that could potentially be in this race, well, it's as good as a final, really. Amron boy, he's drawn the red in the console. So he would have liked that in the heat, I think.
1: Is Matty Stewart around, oh, or are we? Uh, Matty Stewart he, sleeps he, in on a Friday. He's getting nightmares uh, about Amaron Boy. He's, him. he's, he's called him a money muncher two. for the last three months. I said to him, uh, "How'd you f- uh, feel after backing Amron Boy the last two weeks?" He said, oh, "I've slept like a baby. Woke up every couple of hours screaming." <laughs> yes. Um Look, uh, there's just if um, barring injury, there's no excuses, Corey. Is there really? He's got Titan Blazer on his outside. He should just win the race. He should just win the race. And it reminds me of when Aston Rupee last year ran twenty 39 It's got Nearly that, broke the track record. It's, it's got the that same sort of build-up, same yeah. sort of feel,
2: same yeah. box, just same sort of animal where yeah. they're just absolute rockets. They need a little bit to go their way. But box one, I'm, I'm tipping uh, Brooke and Jamie Ennis are absolutely ecstatic with that. They will, as you said, they would have liked it in the mm. heats. Um, but he doesn't seem to draw nice boxes in big finals, unfortunately, Amron Boy. But he chases through a brick wall. He's perfectly drawn on the inside, I, th- I think he'll be winning, and I think he'll be doing it in a good time. Yeah, too. throw him in all your multis this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Amron Boy Box One tomorrow night at the Meadows. That race
0: is race ten on the program. You're getting a dollar sixty-five at the moment. Money for Jam, if you ask me, uh, fellas. What, what's your best on the uh, on the program tomorrow night, Georgie?
1: I'm going to take a double, race seven, number one, Jarek Bale um, into race 10 number one Amron Boy and we're shopping around the $3 mark like happy it. to take that all day Jarek Bales had two runs back from that pretty serious injury his run behind Dookie Devil was fantastic in the in the rookie rebel and he he drew out wide last week at Sandown have a look at his record well from anywhere but especially from box one look it's not an unbelievably tough race, either. I just think, look, if Jarek Bale was didn't have that injury and had a lovely run up to this race, he'd be a dollar thirty for mine. So, yep. Jarek Bale clearly, I like one in the last as well. Um, I, I think uh, might cap off a, a big night for. Oh, sorry, race eleven, number eight, Hilltop Jack is another one that I'm keen on shopping around the two dollar eighty mark. I just think. Um, it's a it's a a winnable race for him of a greyhound of his quality. Um, I know Gary on, ran very quick there two starts ago, but um, Hilltop Jack is different gravy, and I, I think he'll be winning. All right, sounds like we're opening the shoulders tomorrow night, Georgie. You sound very confident. Looks like it. We've got a couple of tips in the, in the foyer for Mooney Valley tonight. So <laughs> I hope there's out. an ammo left by the time the Meadows rolls
0: around. Corey, what's your best on the program?
2: Well, George just touched on the race, so we've got a little difference of opinion here. Okay. Race 11, number two, Gary's Stun on for mine. He's the new kid on the block having his 20th start. Hilltop Jack's having his 98th. He's obviously a classy conveyance Hilltop Jack for David Gill, but he's getting a little bit on in age, and I'm really worried about the four, Queen of Scotch, who who gets out runs up the track and i think will will take care of hilltop jack and i'm thinking gary stun on as george mentioned when twenty nine seventy eight two starts ago i think he gets a perfect uh perfect kind of map for me and i think he's 420 or 480 somewhere around that mark and i think that is a bet that's my best bet on the night all right um, so I'll be, I'll be playing Gary Stun on for sure. But uh, I just think the map is just really nice. And if the four does what it does over in, at, at um, Angle Park, then I think we'll take care of Hilltop Jack and the two Gary Stun on will get the job done. But I'll be uh, happy to shake George's hand if, if I get it wrong I'll, and he gets ma- it right. Maybe I'll just stay out of
0: that one and I'll just fire my bullets elsewhere while I let you two just <laughs> battle it out there in race 11. Hey, gents, appreciate you coming in. It's been a, a wonderful preview So great to get your analysis on a huge night of racing. And, Corey, before we do let you go, for those that want to go tomorrow night, it's it's a pretty easy process. You just rock up
2: and enjoy the night. certainly is. We're sold out of dining packages, which is uh, good for the club and good for the industry. But um, if you do want to come, there's plenty of uh, general admission, and it's free entry, there's free car parking, there's uh, different little inflatable games and jumping castles and face painters and popcorn and all that sort of stuff for the kids if they want to come along as well as plenty of fun for the activities. We're doing a prize draw as well for the, for the adults this time. We normally do it for the kids, but we'll do it for the adults <laughs> this time. And uh, I think there's $5 schooners for, for the first couple of hours oh, that, that we're fast. open as well. So just, gates open no from
0: 5.30. Look at no brainer. Georgie's eyes just lit no up. No brainer.
2: <laughs> Drink and gamble responsibly,
0: but of course, uh, of course. have an absolute crack. Yeah, good on you, Corey. Thanks for coming in, mate. Enjoy the night. Thank you very much. And Georgie, before we let you go, can you help us back one today?
1: I don't. I've, I have oh, hardly done this. Oh, you left him alone. I'm going to tip one of mine uh, tonight. Okay. Race nine, number five at Geelong. Taming Strange. It'll be winning. Yeah, I think it'll go close. All right. Okay. So don't attack me. Usually, uh, you you get bagged for not tipping your own. But um, I oh, no, I don't bag you. I no, never bag you, Georgie. No, you don't. No, I'm a big fine, supporter but, um, of yours. I think he's a. I think uh, she's a chance tonight, mate. And as I said, she's the boys out there are talking about Mooney Valley tonight. Mm. What's that one in race four that Foxer? Uh, Foxinator? Uh,
0: it what's it? Foxycon, yeah. Foxycon, yeah. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. tipping it. Everyone's backed it. Uh, so, we'll, yeah, we'll sink or swim tonight at the Valley, but <laughs> I'm sure we'll find a way to get ourselves to shore tomorrow. Hey, gents, have a wonderful weekend. Can't wait for a huge weekend of racing. Good luck. Go well. Talk, Talk soon, mate. Thanks, Thanks mate. George Ferruja and Corey Smith in the studio, previewing a huge night of greyhound racing at the Meadows for the Group 1 Australian Cup.